That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. The mini-sodes are back in action, and we are live on YouTube. Well, not live, pre-recorded, but we're back on YouTube as well. <laughs> so you can come see the glorious beard and Miss Batavia's beautiful shining face, if you'd like, on Backyard Gardens TV. But today we are going to talk about a listener question about fixing bad soil right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We are your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. Smile. (laughs) So we've had a couple soft launches of some other stuff on there, but this is the actual boom. We're back. So, Mm -hmm. uh... Thank you for joining us. And if you're listening to this right now, do us a favor. Let's make this one go and head over to YouTube and watch this too so we can kind of get a jump start on on the, uh, like everybody likes to talk about, the algorithm. Ah, but, yeah, yeah. So the mini-sodes are back. And in case you don't know, these are bite-sized pieces for your garden that we try to get in. It was 15 minutes last year, but I was Batavia- said, please let me get an extra five. <laughs> so I'm going to continue burning that five minutes right now. Oh, and shoot. then we're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at the terms of the revised uh, time frame here. Hey, look, I didn't sign a contract. So, <laughs> But in all seriousness, we have a listener question that we thought would be really good to go over. And this is from our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And I do have to apologize ahead, ahead of time. There was a delay, and if you wrote this question, you know it's a pretty good delay in getting to them, but now we know where to get them, so here we go. And, and this one we, was a long... Wait, if we have an apology corner, so apologies for the Chicago wind, <laughs> and <laughs> apologies that I still live in the Windy City, so the wind is like ripping up against my window, in case you all hear it, or you see me jump, if you're watching yeah. this. <laughs> That's what As it long is. as the window doesn't break, we're good, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so this one comes from Aaron C. So first of all, thank you, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. And she she writes, apartment living was not where I thought I could start in an environment where the attitude is you can't grow in Arizona. So my question is maybe a little hard to answer. Growing up, we always planted in ground, and I believe she says Colorado. Uh, the soil is much different and clay-like almost everywhere here in 9B. What would each of you do in my space with my soil, in-ground, or work on a massive raised bed where I can create in-ground planting style for more plants with nutrient-rich soil? Or would it be better to add gypsum and till down a foot or so to remove the dirt and replace it with good dirt? Would that even work? I want to plant rows of veggies. Here's the key. There are seven of us in this house... Tomatoes are eaten by the pound for the snack, 
And I want purple things growing. I want blueberries and I want asparagus, the purple kind. So, um, first of all, that's amazing. Pa- tomatoes by the pound. I mean, I love Erin and her family. Yeah, her family is amazing. So, what would you do? Well, if they're looking for an eighth person, I couldn't quite catch. So, sh- they're in Colorado now, we think? No, they're Colorado in Arizona does- now. Okay, because I'm saying the Colorado yeah. isn't 9B. All right. So, they're in Arizona. Um, the all and all, it's do I dig down is an option. That was the last option. And, yeah. you know, kind of till up some soil. Do I use raised beds? And do I, or do I um, plant in ground, kind of using and maybe adding soil yeah. to it, right? Those adding are three soil options. and gypsum if you dug down a foot. So, okay. I, I would go and say, first of all, I don't know a lot about Arizona, but I'm thinking desert, so <laughs> sandy. Maybe some clay, maybe, but very dry, mm-hmm. arid. is. I mean, and that could be just ignorant thinking on my part. Yeah. But either way, this kind of applies to anybody that may feel or know that they have basically bad soil trying to grow in ground. Well, let's soil that in the present moment isn't really optimal to grow vegetables and things right now, mm-hmm. right? So the present mm-hmm. moment is the key. So I'm going to go with if she was willing to wait years, which who wants to wait for tomatoes that long? But if she was willing to wait years, I'd say work up what she has. Right. I don't know a lot about gypsum, so I don't know if that I mean, I assume it's something that's supposed to improve the soil. Um, And then over the years, she'd see an improvement. But if they're eating the kind of food that like she's describing, I'm going to go with raised beds, assuming that cost isn't a real issue. Um, and in part, that's what I did, you know? So. Yeah. So as you all are aware, I'm dealing with the same thing right now. Mm-hmm. So my garden, my wild garden, I planted in ground and the soil is just piss poor. So I definitely say go with the raised bed route. Mm-hmm. But I also say dig down and replace the soil as well while you're at it. Yeah. The, you know um, what I mean? Well, and the key here is you don't have to do just one thing, like one thing across right. the entire garden space, right? Um, because not knowing what size we're talking about here, bringing in soil, period, obviously there's an expense to it, right? So if you're digging down, adding something to it, gypsum or something else, there's an expense there. I imagine maybe cheaper than just doing a kind of complete um, like um, replacement of soil. The thing about the raised beds, though, they don't have to be that deep. Right. So, no, they really don't. I mean, they could definitely even with the soil they have, I'd say get away with like adding maybe six or eight inches of soil on top. So building up, if you will. Right. And and being in the clear. Um, I my front yard garden, uh huh, front yard garden, um, uh. you know, I completely I think it's like. Something like um, 20 inches high, those raised beds are, which you know, we won't get into that in this mini, although we do have some extra minutes. Um, so that soil was all brought in. But then there's a little space that's about eight foot by maybe um, maybe eight foot by one foot. So a really narrow mm-hmm. space that's all native soil. I had had it, had it covered for a couple of years. It was just as bad as like your regular grass soil would be. My grass was always crappy. So it, like it right. really wasn't that healthy. I just added regular like, 
your regular topsoil in the bags, some compost. And the first year of growing was pretty good. I didn't have any issues with drainage, no sandy soil. Um, but all in all, the soil wasn't great. Um, and it's not right. like I was growing mounds and mounds of things, but I'm sorry, mini so well, go ahead. You take you have yeah. your turn. <laughs> Hurry up, Batavia. No, so gypsum, I, I have to be completely honest. I don't know a lot about gypsum. Um, and I, to start off with, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but we're going to go ahead and say I am. And so I did a quick Google search and this is what the, I mean, and when I say quick, I mean, very quick is the first thing that popped up and it says gypsum is a soft sulfate mineral composed of calcium and sulfate dehydrate Mm -hmm. with a chemical formula of, and it gives you the chemical formula. Um, it is widely mined and used as fertilizer and is the main constituent for, uh, many forms of plaster, blackboard, sidewalk, chalk, and drywall. So, um, let me break some of this down. This is my personal opinion. First of all, if you're going to dig down and add soil or make raised beds, I would not put anything else like that in there other than a basic, well-balanced fertilizer. Um, and the reason why I say dig down is like, look, if you're going to build the raised beds, go ahead and just dig down a little bit and add into it, you know, and also add some leaf litter, some sticks, you know, some cardboard, stuff like that, that will actually feed the soil as it breaks down because once you get it in there then all you have left to do is put stuff on top or you can mix stuff in but you can't really get that debris in there mm-hmm. and then it's going to break down over time and i wouldn't do one giant raised bed i would say because i mean if you're feeding a family of seven i'm assuming that we're going to go pretty heavy on the size you know what i mean you're gonna mm-hmm. you want to want to pack some plants in so I would say I would do multiple raised beds because it would be a lot easier to manage and you want to get into the middle of those raised beds. Mm-hmm. So that's the key is getting into the middle of them. Yeah. So I would make multiple raised because that's how like, you know, we always joke and I just put it on um, Instagram how Batavia's got 883 gardens. Well, that's just different raised beds yeah. Yeah. that we've all made. So they're just smaller. They're more manageable. There is more cost in that because of the wood. Mm-hmm. But if you use the right kind of wood and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's, it's minimal in the grand scheme of things. So oh, I say, note, um, yeah. landscape timbers, remember I have used those in a couple of different ways. Yes. And so they don't have the height of your ideal raised bed. However, they're a frame. And from what I'm pricing, they're a lot less expensive. So the size, I was talking about that eight foot long mm-hmm. bed, it's two landscape timbers. And so you could basically get away with an eight by four, which I think you commonly do, right? Eight by yeah, four. Yeah, I do eight by fours, but I sympathize with her situation mm-hmm. because I did the same thing at first as I just outlined it with a landscape timbers and it just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, you can stack those landscape timbers and if you can get them attached somehow, mm-hmm. then that works just as fine. Yeah, but I you mean, wanna... that could have been the thing I was going to say when I was finishing the sentence there. It may have been. It may have been. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that said, um, one whole circle could be three landscape timbers. You stack them. That's six, right? Yeah. Um, your costs start, start to add up. And my front yard flower bed, I use like three rows of them. So anywho, right. I mean, all in all, there are other ways, you know, other material you can use to try to manage that cost. Um, I am a little bit torn about kind of tigging, tilling down and digging up more of that same sandy soil. Like, I'm not sure if it's really going to be a benefit and how much of anything you would add that would 
you know, really help. So gypsum, I'm assuming, is something that's probably recommended in that area. If it's nothing that either of us have really ever heard of, I don't think, you know, like she just didn't pull it out of a hat. So my guess is no, maybe no. something that she's researched and it's recommended. Yeah, I've seen that in a lot of places. But one thing to remember is if you're bringing in, we'll just call it non-native soil, mm-hmm. then you're changing that makeup completely. Because mm-hmm. basically what you're doing is growing in a place that is not anything like where you've grown, like where you would grow right next to it. Yeah. So the soil will be different. And I mean, the startup cost with buying soil like that doesn't have to be bad. Just buy bulk. Don't mm-hmm. buy it by the, if you buy it by the bag, I mean, you might as well remortgage your house and get, <laughs> get a couple loans. But if yeah. you buy it bulk, get somebody to bring a truckload of like topsoil or garden soil. And I mean, you're going to be well, much better off, but you're, you're exactly right. Maybe somebody recommended like, Hey, in our area, you need mm-hmm. to add X, Y, and Z. But remember, once you put that soil in, there is no X, Y, and Z because that's a different soil. Yeah. So, and the reason why I say dig down a little bit is, I mean, I wouldn't even dig down a foot, but just go ahead and dig down a couple inches and fill that with like leaf litter or something like that. I don't really know what kind of litter would be in Arizona, but if you just, if you do that, then it just sets you because you're already doing, you're, you're never going to get down to the bottom of that bed to do anything like that again. Yeah. Once you so build that's, that. I absolutely recommend like turning some soil over, but she described it yeah. as tilling down. And I thought it was like a pretty good space, almost like the double dig method. That's what I thought. Yeah. I could be wrong there. Um, so I think if we had to rewind this, we would have also said, if you haven't already, you know, check with your local extension to see if they can accept a soil sample. Right. Right. So and that, again, maybe something that she's already done and she's kind of weighing her options. And again, gypsum could have been a recommendation. I'm almost always going to go with raised beds if you can make it cost effective because you can control more of what that space is going to do. You know, it's no guarantee you're going to have a bang up garden just because you had some soil dropped off. But if you already know that there's, you know, something that's detrimental in your soil, then you want to start off with a better base. And I am totally okay with doing the mix method like we were talking about a few minutes ago raised bed and and then still in ground I've been to a bunch of different gardens and I've been to a bunch of different states and stuff like that and I've never really stuck my hand down in the ground and pulled up soil that I was like this this would be good native soil Yeah, yeah. you know now I've been places where it wouldn't take as long to make it better but when I pull, I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? I've never really, except Such for like in the middle point. of a forest. Yeah. But in wow. the middle of a forest, it's constantly composting. That's the key. Yeah. So I would definitely 100% build these raised beds and then add a shitload of compost into them. Especially Just if go you ahead want and stop them up. Year yeah. one and year two, like to have some type of bounty, you know? Yeah. Just add, just just build it up, build it up, build that soil up. And uh, I mean, it's like having an instant garden almost because it's just sets you up in a better place. Mm-hmm. And I listened. So this is back in the Dizay when I first started gardening. I listened to a uh, a podcaster. He was a survivalist podcaster, mm-hmm. you know, end of the world type situation. And he was uh, he was ranting about. Um, building raised beds and how it was very unnecessary and you did not need to, you know, use raised beds. You could grow no matter where you were, no matter what you were doing, raised beds were very unnecessary. And that was completely wrong information. So come to find out, I, I came, went back and looked at him like three years later and his garden had completely failed. Aww. He had never grown anything and yeah. turned out that everything that he showed he was canning 
he got busted buying it at the grocery store in Canada saying it came out of his garden. <laughs> That's terrible. So, All right. But the, since this is a longer episode, I do want to make a clarification. Um, my very first gardens, and I'm going to say for years, were in native soil. I don't know what the people were doing there before me, but it was clear that there was something other than like, um, all I had to do was like, rake back all of the leaves that um, next summer and then like kind of just work up the soil a little bit. So something had been grown there at some point. Um, So my guess is that I favored, you know, I was, you know, favored because of that. Um, Now I'm not going to say that I had the humongous crops, but things grew in that space. And there are just a couple of different reasons as to why expansion primarily was the reason why Um, I'm going to say I'm always going to go with raised beds. I'm repeating myself, but adding the clarification for the now. So, again, if you really are saying that you're plotting this out, kind of like when you plant a tree. All right. You know, you may not get that. It's going to take years for that tree to really mature. If you have that kind of time and patience then, you know, create a plan, really do some research into what you need to do to improve your soil and then move forward. But again, for your now garden, yeah, yeah. raise beds. I mean, if you've got 10 years, go the slow method, there you go. <laughs> dig out, add the compost and then just keep working it, keep working it. But, you know, I think most people and especially in this day and age, we want instant gratification right mm-hmm. away. And I think this is the best way to do it. And I mean, it does come with startup costs. So do be aware of that. Um, and we quickly, can't, bef- <clears throat> Arizona you got heat. two minutes. Yeah, Arizona heat. You know, like that's yeah. that's something that's we have to take into account as well. And if using that native soil uh, would likely create a problem as they try to keep the uh, garden hydrated. Um, so yeah. again, with the existing you soil, you can build right? your soil to be better water retentive mm-hmm. as well. And what I was saying is when I build my beds, what I use is I use two by tens or two by eights mm-hmm. to build my soil. So they're, you know, two inches wide, roughly two inches wide. They're actually one and three quarter, but whatever, two inches wide and then 10 inches or eight inches high. Mm-hmm. And that's what I use. And so if you dig down a little bit, then you're just going to get that extra bit. But remember, everything you put down on the top of that soil will eventually leach down into that native soil. Yeah. And over time, it will make it so your garden will dig deeper. And there's different plants that you can plant in order to till for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look it's into really that kind tip. of stuff. But other than that, um, you know, I'm, I'm with the raised beds and I would not if you're going to do raised beds, I would not put gypsum in there right away unless you go to buy soil and it says add gypsum. That's the only time I would do that. I would not add a specific fertilizer like that. I would put my soil in and then I would give it a dusting of 10, 10, 10 and then be done. Walk away. And actually, after I did that 10, 10, 10, I'd take the mic and I'd drop it. But yeah. So, I was just no, about was to look stupid. to see the, the options for gypsum, but we're at the end of this. Um, and you've mic dropped, so clearly we should be wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So, look, thank you so much for being here. Uh, go check us out on YouTube. Give us a follow, a like, drop us a comment. Um, you know, let's do this. Let's make yeah. this happen. And um, until then. Oh, yeah. See ya. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.
Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.